1: Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin
0: Schwant. This is Josh Tiemouth. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Petrov. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now, Pit Pass Radio. Hello again, everybody. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Uh, Appreciate you tuning in. Tony Wink, Scott Casper in studio. Um do want to thank uh, Roman Davida for sharing his special weekend with us. PJ Duran on uh, location tonight, so won't be with us. But, Tony, a big weekend uh, was had by everybody. And I got to tell you, it looked great in a gray suit and a white cowboy hat.
2: Yeah, man, I was cowboyed up. Yeah. If I'm going to be in a, a half Mexican's wedding that's wearing cowboy outfit, I better just. <laughs> Looked looked the part, right? Well, he was dressed up the same way. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was cool. It was fun. We had uh, cap guns; we were shooting it up in the hotel. And actually, we've been in that hotel a few times for banquets, and this is the first time that I haven't ridden some sort of a motorcycle down the halls to until the police show up. So, uh,
0: <laughs> well, congratulations to uh, Roman. It was a beautiful uh, bride. Now they are legal, and uh, they had a great uh, great turnout for the wedding. Some were even invited. I understand.
2: Yeah, right. Speaking of great turnouts, Millville, Minnesota, Spring Creek had a huge turnout as because the weather was beautiful right. up there and uh, we last week we had Marvin muskin on and he, he was celebrating his red red number plate right right points lead and uh, didn't go so well for him he finished a four-2 for a third overall but it looked like I mean he had some I think maybe some added pressure with the red number plate red backgrounds um, but uh in the in the first race had some made mistakes with a four. Uh, which is inconsistent with what Marvin does. He's usually right on the box or at the top. However, um, his second moto, he was checked out, and I mean gone. Eli Tomac buried in the pack after the start. We knew uh, Tomac is famous for squirting his way to the front, but it took a long time. He worked really hard to get around Roxon, who finished uh, second overall. But uh, man, he uh, in the in one lap he made up almost five seconds on Marvin and Marvin was consistent every single lap and as with everybody's lap times and uh Eli Tomek just just runs away with it and and regains that that points lead he has a 1-1 so now Eli's back in control of course there's there's uh four or five races left so um anything can happen when and we've proven that time and time again when Eli has mechanicals or a bad weekend or whatever. So it's really interesting to see what's going to happen in that 450 class.
0: Well, we've got a great big program on tap. Our listeners, Ashton Yates, uh, the Dirty Talker, Danny Walker, joins us, as will Larry Little. Larry, of course, uh, part of the AIM Expo, one of the VPs there and general manager. Um, We'll also be talking with Jared Meese and – Jake Gagne, we're going to talk a little bit of state fair coming up. How about that? We'll talk some state fair, county fairs going on, and I know you do a pretty decent impression. We won't get into it right now, but okay. what do you say? Let's go to our first guest, your intro.
2: Absolutely. We're going to have Jake Gagne now, and he's he is, um, racing for the Red Bull Honda World Superbike Team. So he left Moto America and went over there to race World Supers, and we're uh, excited to have him on. Jake Gagne, welcome back to Pit Pass. It's been a while. Yeah, it's
3: been a while. Thanks for having me back, guys. Always good chatting with you all.
0: The World Superbike is that's that's is that a Motul product? I think are they sponsoring that?
3: Um, World Superbike? They are. I think they're the whole series. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought. There's some big news out of there. Is it Haslam? Haslam? I'm having trouble with uh, his pronunciation. Yeah, Leon. uh, Yeah,
3: Haslam.
0: Yeah, Haslam. He he jumped, uh, made a big switch to Kawasaki. Did that surprise everybody in the pits or what?
3: Ah. I, I didn't even know if that was official. I had heard that at the last race, a little rumor, I guess. And I uh, I guess I hadn't seen if it was official. But uh, I guess
0: that was a bit of a surprise, yeah.
2: Well, if you heard it on Pit Pass, it's officially... Uh, we, rumor. We, we break the news. It's officially a rumor, if nothing else. It's a well-founded yeah. rumor, at that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, welcome
0: back, Jake. Let's get into it with you. Enough about uh, those that uh, you're either competing against or competing around. But um, obviously, riding for Red Bull Honda World Superbike it brings a whole new, uh, a whole new level of quality. One of our great sponsors, of course, Hicklin Power Sports, just bought up the Ames edition of uh, the Honda. Nice plug. Franchise? Did it's you know good. that's what I did there? Nice plug um but i just think uh, right now they're putting some great product on the on the uh on the tracks and making you guys all look great talk to us a little bit about the team
3: yeah it's been um it's been a crazy journey this year you know obviously i got to start with the with the red bull honda world superbike and tencada racing last year at you know laguna seca and um yeah here we are almost you know only four races to go the rest of this year so it's uh it's flying on by, but we've—I've uh, been loving the team. I've been loving, um, you know, Tenkate Racing, all the guys, my whole crew. I uh, got a, a really good group of guys around me. A lot of smart people. Um, you know, obviously Honda itself and, and Tenkate Racing as well have um, tons and tons of wins and, and championships under their belt over the years. So they're, they're a lot of smart people, a lot of great people involved, um, and everybody's working really hard. And I think everybody's been able to see, um, you know, the steady progress that's been made, especially um after, from last year with the new motorcycle with Honda and everything and so um yeah it's 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 going really well. It's a good uh good to be part of the family for sure.
2: So Jake, we're heading into the summer break and you're seventeenth in points with uh what eight races to go. Um how are you spending your break? And what are your goals when the season resumes in September?
3: Yeah, it's been um yeah, like you said, the season is just flying by. We only have four more race weekends, eight races total like you said, and uh yeah, it'll be nice to have a little bit of a, uh, you know, we got six weeks or so and um, get get be at home, ride some moto and, and surf and uh, see some friends and family. I guess, um, you know, I was in Europe for like over two months, you know, or in the earlier part of this year. And that's definitely the longest I've ever been away from home. So it'll be nice to be home for a little while. And then, uh, yeah, well, uh, luckily we get to the end of August. We get to go testing in Portugal before we have that race there. So we'll actually have a bunch of good days of testing, which will be really nice because we haven't had any testing, obviously, since before the first race. So, um, you know, it's always tough making a lot of changes and, and being able to work on the bike and do all this and that on race weekends. You know, we're so slam-packed with, with the schedule, and uh, it's kind of hard to, There's nothing not leave you a lot of room to get out of the comfort zone and try some different things, so it'll be nice to get some testing in, get a ton of laps, and then, uh, yeah, then we got racing back at Port Mile, which is an awesome track, and Magny-Cours, and down to Argentina for the first time, which would be exciting, and then back to Qatar, so
2: world traveler now
3: i know it's, it's pretty wild Has <laughs> it that's been that's for like it airline mile
2: the yeah I'll bet the the travel does it wear on you or it means it uh do you, does it suit you to to wake up in a different place like you have been
3: uh yeah I, I i really do uh i've been enjoying it you know i've been obviously in the state racing for the last four five five years and uh it um it's it's just different you know but i've really been enjoying it i've been seeing a lot of great places around the world and getting to race motorcycles along along while i'm doing it um luckily i've seen i've had some good friends along the way and uh yeah i'm enjoying a lot of planes but and you know like i said i was mostly based in europe for that early part of the year in the middle part of the year so um you know from there it's just an hour two hour flights everywhere and i was i was based myself in in holland which is near the tenkate shop so i so cool to hang out with
2: help out with.
0: <laughs>
2: that's stuff. awesome. That's gotta be a blast. What's the coolest thing besides racing, obviously?
0: Base jumping.
2: What's the coolest <laughs> thing you've you've seen while you've been <laughs> over there?
3: Um, you know, that's a tough one. I really I really loved going to Thailand. That was kind of a whole you know, in the past I've been to Europe a little bit here and there and over the Griffith's Cup days and being that type of that part of the world. But uh getting to go to kind of Thailand was a whole different experience, a whole different cultural different part of the world that was really cool um australia obviously was really cool um yeah but Argentina. let's go back to thailand you know will be really
0: exciting go back to thailand for a minute i would not have been able to leave there without putting on 100 pounds because the food i love thai food
2: i can smell thai food and gain six or seven <laughs> <laughs> i love it where's
0: that spice, oh, that spice issue. So- <laughs> Ooh, curry i love curry Curry and coconut milk and chicken and green beans all mixed up together.
3: Mm. I haven't eaten. I did. Sorry. I had probably the best soup of my life. Like of my life, I'll remember it for the rest of my life. Like this mushroom, coconut milk, Thai, bunch of crazy veggies. It was killer. What's the
2: what What's it like over there as far as like you know, just traveling around and stuff? A ton of people, or
3: you know, it's um, it's it's just different. I mean, obviously, there's people everywhere, you know, and um it's been cool though i haven't you know along the travels i've had uh my buddy cameron gish with me most pretty at every single race actually who's been helping out with with bell and, and doing my my bell helmet support and he's actually a really good friend of mine i race rookies cup with him uh in oa so it's nice you know i haven't been alone traveling the whole entire time which is nice to have a friend we can go uh we always get in wherever we're at whatever city we're at and we'll go explore and, and have a good time and check out the city check out some sites you know some culture and um uh, yeah i've been definitely
2: enjoying it the racing this year the moto america series has been really good and uh i'm i'm assuming you keep an eye on what's going on or, or maybe you don't but what are your impressions of the racing if and uh and what are your champion predict championship predictions for each class
3: um yeah it's been uh the racing obviously has been really really good i've uh you know i've been keeping up on it on uh on the moto america side and youtube and everything and um we know we, we always know the racing is incredible and uh um it's been fun watching Cam and Tony battle it out and uh, you know, as far as the the championship goes, I know it's it's gotten interesting those last couple rounds and uh if I'm not mistaken, I think Cam's still leading it with a bit of a a little bit of a gap. So um yeah, I don't know. I mean I think I think Cam's gonna be strong in this later part of the year, but he looks like he's been really, really strong lately and so it'll be um I think Cam definitely will be my pick and um it would be cool to see him if he can get up there and, and get a championship. I know those guys want it and um it's good to see uh, Hondas making progress, Cam Peterson on that thing. I think he's starting to make a little bit of headway and um so yeah, it's been uh, really cool racing. Obviously J I think shown to kinda of be the guy to be on the six hundreds and um and even the three hundred class man, those kids are it's always fun watching those kids. I know you guys are, I know you guys know that one. Yeah. Some we've... Crazy fast, good talent in there, so it's great to see.
2: What are what are people thought people's thoughts in um uh, the series that you're racing on moto america i mean do they do they uh is it a respected series
3: yeah i think it definitely is um and especially over the last couple years with moto america they've gained momentum and uh you know people are definitely paying attention people are watching the races people kind of know who's who and what's going on and uh they know there's you know there's talent and um they know there's a lot of room to grow i think so um yeah, hopefully, I think, you know, we have seen in the last couple of years, we've seen some guys over from Europe and different parts of the world coming to, to the States to to get a crack at it, and um, yeah, so it's good. I think everybody's keeping an eye on it, everybody's uh, staying positive, I hear I hear a lot of positivity
0: about it, so. What's the comp- uh, compensation like, the difference between, say, British Superbike or, or or World Superbike versus American Superbike, what's the compensation like?
3: Uh, as far as riders getting paid? Or, yeah,
0: riders getting paid, riders winning money, uh, cash money.
3: I don't I, I don't think it's anywhere like it used to be, you know, but, uh, I mean, I don't know. You know, I don't know about what BSD guys. I know, I, I know I'm, yeah, I really don't know, you know. I, but,
2: but compared to, I mean, can you make more money over there, I would assume, or?
3: I, you know, I would assume in World Street Bike a little bit more. Um, but honestly, I don't know what anybody's getting paid, but me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, don't, I don't know any about anything about the BSB stuff. I haven't heard a whole lot about that. Besides, you know, the fact that the racing is really, really good, and um, there's a lot of a lot of riders in that class too.
2: Have we had you on since you signed with with uh, the the Honda team over there? Who did? Have we had you on the show since you signed? So. I don't think so. Uh,
3: no. I thought it maybe at the end of last year it we signed, but not before i had ridden the thing so <laughs> you
2: you uh you signed in december how did that deal yeah. how did that deal come through
3: well you know I, I obviously i did that first race at laguna seca
2: right
3: um and then you know i left laguna seca kind of expecting you know not you know and i had, i had hopes that you know that maybe they'd call me back if they needed me and uh but i wasn't too sure you know i just had my fingers crossed and you know, I know after Laguna Seca there, they kind of had a couple other riders. They had, you know, a Honda Japanese guy come in for a while and a couple other guys. And then they decided to call me back for, uh, France for Magni Course, um, which is really last minute too, you know, it was all kind of coming together last minute. So I flew over there and we had a decent weekend over there with some crazy weather. Um, and then after that, after Magni Course, they called me back again for the final round in Qatar, um. And we still, you know, we continue to make some progress over those races. I was feeling better with the team, and I think the team we all got along really well. And uh, I think they were excited uh, to see what we could do for for this year. And um, yeah, like I said, even when I left Qatar, man, I I really was not too sure if uh, if they're going to have me back. You know how it is. I mean, um, you hear I almost hear stuff from everybody else more than you hear from the team itself.
2: No, we make a lot of stuff up on the show, so that it could be not. <laughs>
3: hey if you guys get it started then maybe it'll roll into
2: it well that's uh, what we kind of hope
0: it's uh, self-fulfilling
2: yeah. prophecy sure sure
0: and when <laughs> i, I want to go back to um filling in for stefan uh at magnet what what was that like how much time did you have to to prepare for that
3: not a lot i you know for many cores i want to say they called me you know max like two weeks before um it was pretty last minute and then the same with guitar actually it was pretty last minute um but you know, obviously, both of those. Laguna Seca, I obviously knew really well, but for France and Qatar, um, a lot of new stuff for the weekend. You know, we had really crazy weather in France. So I got a taste for a bunch of wet, wet riding, and with that bike and those tires and everything. And um, that's a really, really tricky, really weird kind of track layout they have there. And then, uh, and straight after that, to Qatar under the lights for the first time, which is really, really weird. Uh, first time racing that. Not even you know sleeping until one p.m. and then. And
4: riding until midnight is, is is really kind of trippy, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's fun. it's
2: fun. I do it all the time, but but it's yeah, just, around <laughs> just around town.
3: Just around town. It's just a little different. So I keep it as when the sun's up, it's the only
2: time I'm around there. So uh, the Tenkari, did, and then maybe this is a silly question, but is it a lot of Japanese techs? I mean, is it people from J- from the factory that are there with you guys, or is it a is it a program similar to what you came from in the United States?
3: You know it's they do have Fonda HRC support and we have some some guys from Japan coming over to our races here and there and obviously communicating um, with the with the testing that's going on in Japan and things like that and there's there's communication um, but it's not it's it's still ran by Tenkate racing you know the Dutch the Dutch team mm-hmm. organization who's kind of ran the program for a long time and um, so actually most of the team is uh, is actually Dutch all the mechanics are. Or dutch. my crew chief is british and uh italian italian massimo and the electronics but pretty much everybody's uh is, is dutch and kind of running from that tencate family which is cool
2: that's cool what are your plans for 2019
3: as of now you know i'm not too sure i i'm hoping to I'm hoping to be back right um on that thing and in win world super life again but um you know, it's still, you know, and I guess now we have this break, so things will start happening. And Obviously, with a couple other guys announcing stuff that's going on, I think stuff will start to happen, hopefully, over this summer yes. break, you know. Um, but obviously, I'd love to be back It. I'd love to give it another shot at Wilson Life and kind of get back to, uh, and be able to build off a lot of the momentum from this year, you know.
0: Well, you're obviously making us proud on the world stage. Good job out of you, as always, on the show. Are you 26 now?
3: Well, wow, no, I'm 24.
0: Twenty-four. Okay.
3: I, it's funny every time I look, everybody, everybody's got a different age on me. So I don't know if <laughs> first, if it gets floating around. I don't know what the deal is. I'm still twenty-four. All All right. Right. So Congratulations on turning turn
2: twenty-one. One. Yeah,
3: now you're legal in every country, right? Yeah, I mean it doesn't matter. right? I'm in my twenties. <laughs> I almost, I'm almost forgetting my age, anyways. When people tell me, I got to think about it
0: for a second. Nelson's <laughs> legal in seven states now. <laughs> 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 That's more about a taxation thing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, Jake. Uh, sponsors, you want to uh, list out that you haven't already mentioned?
3: Yeah, shout out obviously to the old Red Bull Honda World Two Team and the Alpine Stars Bell Helmets. Those guys have been with me for years and years and years, and uh, I love all those guys. Um, thanks to all the all the American fans watching back home. It's great to hear a lot of encouragement, you know, through social media and whatnot. And uh, I've had a lot of people um, really wishing me luck and, and supporting us and, and following us, and it's been really cool for me. and uh, yeah, thanks to everybody, and thanks to you
2: guys for having me back on the show.
3: Hopefully, next time won't uh, be so long, man. I'll we're... Talk after the uh, next couple
2: races. We're really proud of you, Jake. No doubt. Thank you, guys. Appreciate
0: it. All right, buddy. Have a good rest of your day. Uh, this portion right. of our program brought to you by our good friends at uh, at Fly Racing. Why? What? They, they make some great products, and I'm, I want to talk to you for a minute about hard parts tony as, as a uh, a manufacturer's rep yourself for wiseco mm-hmm. hard parts can mean a lot of things to a lot of different folks just give us an example of what some hard parts might be
2: uh well if you're talking about fly racing they have a a uh, boot washing system right. where you slip your boot on and and uh, it keeps helps get the water not only stay out of the boot but if it does get in there it helps it dry drain out and it helps the boot dry and and uh, that would be considered a hard part that rather than a soft, you know, like a, a clothing apparel, that right, kind of right.
0: thing. So a hard part also might be a, a great bike stand. Now, yeah, the reason I'm stands. bringing that up because b- bike stands, a quality bike stand, not a milk crate, but a quality bike stand is uh, something I would invest good money in because that's what your bike rests on when you're working on it. It stands still. Things are solid. I, I really like their products. So check them out. Fly hard parts of it flyracing.com or look for a Fly Racing dealer an authorized dealer near you. You're listening to Scott Casper along with uh, let's see who's in the studio. Just me. Tony Wink. That's it. Uh, back after this uh, this show is being produced by Jack and Leon DeLeon. You're listening to Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Stay tuned.
1: Hey, this is Ricky Carmichael, the principal of the Ricky Carmichael University, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio.
0: Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard-packed supercross settings, and the VRM300, it's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140, it's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new 4 road model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber! Hey, Moto fans, we do our best to keep you in touch with what we're doing through our website, iHeartRadio, Facebook, Twitter, and more. Well, now you can listen to PitPass Radio on your handheld device anytime with the all-new PitPass app for Android or iPhones. Go to your app store now and download the new app, PitPass, at no charge. Yes, we have an app for that. It's the all-new PitPass app. Get it today.
2: America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.
1: 1460 KXNO. If you're passionate about riding motorcycles, both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hickland Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more than on, there's the High performance enduro-derived yamaha wr250r featuring long travel suspension and advanced high-end design whatever your budget or riding style yamaha has a dual sport model that's right for you for more visit yamahamotorsports.com today then visit Hicklin power sports and grimes to see the new 2017 models from yamaha the first name in dual sports dress properly for your ride with a helmet eye protection long sleeves long pants gloves and boots do not drink and ride it's illegal and dangerous Don't wait another minute
2: for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the DeLeon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The DeLeons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans and make your dreams a reality. Call the DeLeons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack DeLeon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946.
4: What's up, guys? Drake and Art here. Then I ride the 455. You're listening to Pit Tap Radio.
0: All right, welcome back to the show. Hey, State Fair's coming up. We're going to be talking about that and more. Will they or will they not build a new track out there?
2: I don't think so, man. I think it's done. I Gosh. think there'll be net. We'll never see flat track racing at the Ohio State Fairgrounds. Well,
0: we're going to talk about it and talk with some of the stars of flat track that week during the fair. So I hope you'll uh, join us for that very special show. As we uh, go back in time and talk a little bit about why it was so special and dangerous. It was very dangerous racing.
2: Yeah, a dangerous track. Yeah, for sure.
0: Thank God they tore it down. All right, let's go to our next guest, Tony. You have the honors. <laughs> You're glad they tore it down now. <laughs> well, because I was hoping they are going to put up something nicer and, and safer.
2: With an air fence. Exactly. All right. Uh, joining us now is Jared Meese, who grabbed his second X Games golden three attempts in wow. the Six Rider Harley-Davidson flat track event. And uh, it was in Minneapolis, of course, this past weekend. Jared Meese, welcome back to the show. How you doing? Congrats. Good,
4: guys. Thank you. Thank you. How you guys doing?
2: Good. How was the Supercross race this weekend? <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, it was it was. It was good. Rough track? Uh, no, it was a little rough um, on the back straight away, but it wasn't too bad. It wasn't nowhere near as rough as what uh, Austin, Texas was the first year.
2: Well, to be honest with you, I was at a wedding, and uh, I d- haven't had a chance to watch it yet. Um, all I saw was stuff from Diana Dahlgren on her Instagram because she's so beautiful and I love her. But uh,
0: <laughs> Why is she not calling you back anymore? What's I, up with that?
2: Uh, probably Like most women, she come to her senses and won't call me back because I've just blown her phone up too much.
0: Okay, so but anyway,
2: um, tell us about the race, Jared. Pretty. I still think it's cool. I know there's been a lot of man. You know the critics online, and and they're they just are they're so critical of of the track, and they say that it doesn't represent flat track well, but it's it's putting you guys on the main stage. What are your thoughts?
4: Yeah, I mean. It's kind of a double-edged sword. You know, one side of it is, is, you know, if somebody's watching X Games and has no clue what flat track racing is and they see flat track, yeah, it, you know, most of, mostly flat track's half miles and mile racing and big speed, then we're sliding sideways, and, you know, that's what symbolizes flat track for what we all know. Um, so riding around inside there on the, on the big twins on such a small track, um, you know, could definitely maybe shy some people away in a way. But the, the good thing is for the sport of flat track is that we are getting it in front of people that may not even know what it is and, you know, may jump online and check it, you know, American flat track out and see, you know, what it really resembles. So there isn't nothing bad with X games. It's all really awesome to be on live television and, and involved with uh, a lot of different athletes and, and things like that. So it's an honor to be there and, and it's even a bigger honor to, you know, be able to score a gold medal. So, you know, for me, I'm a, i am I love it and, and want to continue to go back, of course, yeah, we, we wish the track could be um, better or we, or bigger. But the problem is, is there's a lot of things that uh, people don't, that need to recognize, like, you know, weather. you know, if, if it's outside, like it's been in the past and we have rain, and we can't physically race on it. We don't. We're done. We go home. We don't. We, we can't put on an event. We can't put on a show. And as far as the sponsors and things like that, you know, they would be getting uh, not what they paid for. So um, that's that's you know one of the biggest reasons why we went inside. And and yeah, of course the track could be bigger, but uh, we got what we got. We try to put on the best show we can. And and with and it's different. It's X Games too. I mean that's what. You know, you don't see uh, a competition with big air weekend and week out. You know what I mean? It's strictly X Games only, and and the same thing for the for the high jump. You know, that's not a that's not a uh, an event that happens every weekend. It's strictly just because X Games. And so, flat track. It's cool to go inside something small, something tight, six man main event. The gate drop. It's all different from what we do every weekend. So, in my opinion, it's X Games. There's no points on the line. It's all for a gold medal and, and the publicity. So, uh, if you don't like it, you know, I guess move on.
2: How did the fix
0: Rick Ric Flair said that once. If you don't like it, learn to love it. Does that make any sense? <laughs> what else all? did he say?
2: Woo! Yeah, he did. There it is. Um, what are your? How are the, how are you guys treated as athletes? They treat you pretty well.
4: I think they treat um, the guy who finished dead last at X Games uh, Flat Track the same as the guy who won the gold on the uh, the high jump or the skateboard or the BMX. I mean, that's cool. you know, I, I feel, you know, everybody's invited into the athlete lounge and everybody gets the same exact goodie bag and has the same exact uh, opportunities as everybody. Yeah, of course, you know, if a guy on a BMX bike is a nine-time gold medalist, of course, to make a big deal about it, but he, he deserves and earned that right to be a big deal. So uh, <clears throat> I... I they do a great job um, as far as treating the athletes. They 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 have a lounge set up for us to go in, and you know, free food and drinks and little goodie bars and things like that all all day, massages, whatever we want. Ooh whoa. Whoa. Hang yeah. On,
0: hang on now. <laughs> hang on at every word. Uh, so what's in the goodie bags that they hand out? I know that it's like the Academy Awards, the Emmys, uh, you know, uh, uh, motion pictures and television, but what's it like uh, in your bags? Do you guys get watches and jewelry and special eyewear? Mine has
4: exactly. got a bunch of $100 bills in it. Nice. Think. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, it's uh, a lot of like what uh, a lot of the sponsors that um, contribute to the event, you know, kind of give little knickknacks, so to speak. You know, I think there's, I don't know, I think there's uh, like a wireless speaker kind of thing in mine, some skateboard stuff. Actually, to be honest with you, I haven't really dug into it too deep. <laughs> Life proof uh, phone case um, is a big, big supporter of the X Games. So I think there's some phone cases charges and things like that and some cool
0: stuff yeah you know there are people who actually get these big goodie bags they take you in a room and you get these big uh, bags and they will take them out put them in their car in their trunk and then later on you'll start seeing them show up on ebay the whole bag (laughs) and the bags can be worth eight ten fifteen twenty thousand dollars it's an amazing... Really? Yeah. They treat movie stars a whole lot different than they do our athletes. Unless you go to the Super Bowl and then you get luggage. I mean, it's amazing what they do for the Super Bowl. Hmm. Amazing. We're talking with uh, Jared Meese and uh, he's our guest. Uh, Coming up, we'll be talking a little bit about the state. Do you like going to state fairs? Do you like going to carnivals and things like that?
2: I love racing at the fairs. Don't you, Jared?
4: Yeah, I actually grew up racing a lot of fair races and things like that uh, during the week and whatnot. So, I'm pretty familiar with the, the fair races
2: for sure. Hmm. You yep. can go out and you can you can have a make make some money, right? And then you can spend some of it back on corn dogs and lemonade and 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 trolling the midway with Turkey all the legs. all the the, uh, the you know the local fair chicks that you know where that they have the cowboy <laughs> hat with the with the roach clip and the pink feather from the back and <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Off, I mean, it's awesome. cut off shorts. <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love it
0: i guarantee you dad did not let her out of the house wearing that <laughs> she stopped somewhere and changed her clothes
2: hey i want to uh, probably change the mood a little bit but uh, brad baker he uh we I wanted to uh, know what do you know about that is i know he's he had a pretty good get off during the practice right so see uh
4: yeah he uh he got off in the fourth and final practice uh actually he was pretty much right right in front of me um when it all happened and yeah, yeah, he's, uh, he needs a lot of thoughts and prayers right now. He, um, he went down and, and I believe broke some vertebrae in his back and, um, you know, he's, uh, he's on the mend right now and we, we really, uh, you know, we need, really need to pull together and, 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 uh, give some thoughts and prayers to Brad and his family. So he's, uh, he's awake and alert, which is a good thing. Um, I have yet to talk to him. I spoke to uh Brandon Bergen who's his mechanic mm-hmm. a little bit, but uh kinda just keeping his face and his mother's doing a good job at updating things on Facebook and whatnot. But, yeah, I've uh,
2: seen it.
0: His brother yeah, I think Scotty's to, doing uh, it too. Yeah.
4: Yeah, Scotty Scotty's doing it too. So yeah, we uh we wish him, you know, the the best and hope that uh he's back racing with us soon.
0: We um, the last notice or posting I saw that Scott said or or Scott put up uh, talked about a suffered fractured T six vertebrae prognosis is yet to be determined but uh, anytime you deal with spinal cord injury of any type um, and you you get a resort right away to start praying man because uh, that's a life uh, and a career ender uh, potentially but also a life changer. So uh, yeah. Got our fingers yeah, crossed.
4: Like I said, I don't know um I don't know the ins and outs of the prognosis yet or anything, but uh from what I've gathered, um, he's in a good hospital and uh I believe he's he's really good friends with uh a doctor down in Texas that's worked on him before a little bit and uh I believe he specializes in some um spinal cord stuff from from the little little I've heard. So, you know, I, I feel like um you know he's going to get the, the the best treatment he can for what he needs, and like I said, we uh, we pray he's back with us.
0: Wasn't it back in September of last year he he suffered a broken jaw?
4: Yeah, he was <clears throat> he was mountain biking, I guess. Yeah, and, uh, and then and went down and uh, broke his jaw or, or something. I you know I never really got the full story on that one, but he definitely broke
0: his jaw. Oof. Well, we we wish them the best. Tony, final from you.
2: Well, I was just gonna talk about uh, the, the upcoming races. Are you headed to the Buffalo chip? Is that what's next?
4: Yeah, that's what's next. We actually get this coming weekend off, which is uh which is for me really awesome. I'm I'm looking forward to a a weekend off and then we uh head out for the Buffalo chip, which is on Sunday, and then we race uh two days after that on Tuesday. Um at Rapid City, Black Hills Speedway. Oh, yeah. And then uh, we have a weekend off, and then we come to good old Peoria.
2: Peoria is uh, <laughs> the way you said it, though. Good old Peoria. Are you excited for Peoria?
4: Yeah, I mean, I always, I'm excited about every race, right? So, I mean, I look forward to racing uh, the Indian Scout every chance I can, and um, I'm looking forward to Peoria. Of course, I've never won it, always wanted to win it. And there's a guy that always seems to, snag it every year you know or sometimes he doesn't snag it he knocks it out of the park so
2: i will um, say this he did he he did bring a motorcycle that was pretty well pretty much purposely built for that racetrack.
4: and he's got every right to do that that's you know, right there's, there's nothing there's nothing saying that he can't do that um you know the rule book's the rule book and and he built something that was within the rule book and he's uh that's special just for him and what he likes and you know, you really only see that motorcycle come out on the TT events, and there's a reason for that. So, uh, you know, we're going to try a couple small little things with our Indian to see if we can, you know, bridge that gap a little bit. But, um, you know, we'll go out there and give it 100%. and If we feel good, we'll, we'll contest for the win, and if not, we'll uh, come back to race the next weekend, right?
2: Right, yeah. Well, I also think that if everybody was on the same motorcycle, Henry Wiles would still be right up there at the front you know what i mean
4: oh man there's no doubt i mean yeah i would love to uh i'd love to see him you know i'd i'd love to do it out on indians indian against indian <laughs> i
2: what, would love uh, it too the fans would love know,
4: it see see what uh but i'm confident that the the indian is will will run right with uh his his motocross kawasaki and um <laughs> you know i'm uh i feel like we we uh have just as good a chance as he does there at that Peoria. So,
0: what uh, would you think of um, um, Travis Pastrana jumping those uh, those Indians in Las Vegas? What would you think of that?
4: Oh, man, he made it look so
0: easy, didn't he? Didn't he? For, I mean, four uh, inches of travel, another 100 pounds on top of you know whatever bike he'd be jumping. No, he had
2: like 13 inches of travel.
0: No, no, no. No, no. That's oh, 13 oh, inches no. of travel on his dirt bike, four inches of travel on these Indians. Are you sure? Yep.
2: Jared? Is he wrong?
0: No,
4: I got to vouch for him. He's right. I mean, I I jump him a little tiny bit, um, you know, when we have to. I couldn't imagine jumping jumping him as far and as long as he did. But (laughs) I will say he did one hell of a job. And, and, um, you know, that that motorcycle was basically how, you know, the competitors buy it right from uh, Indian. I mean, I think he changed the bar. Bar bike. risers and stuff. Yeah, he, he changed some bar risers and, and uh I think maybe some foot peg stuff just because he's, you know, tall and, and long. But other than that, uh, that bike was basically just how you buy it.
2: I was disappointed he didn't have the boner air style like uh, Evil Knievel did when he jumped. You know, like... <laughs> I was
4: disappointed he didn't do a backflip.
2: Right? Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if that's even... Are you in a big hurry, uh, Jared? I've got kind of a surprise mm-hmm. guest coming up after the break. Uh, you want to participate? It has something to do with oh, State I Fair. I love
4: surprises. Yeah, okay.
2: Go. It's like- not... It's not Diana Dogrin.
0: Nope, but you're going to like it, so stand by. We're going to take a quick timeout, Jack, uh, put Mr. Jared Meese on hold. We'll come back. You're listening to America's Motor Racing Talk Show. It is Pit Pass. Stay tuned. This is uh,
5: number
6: 44, Taylor Knapp, and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio.
1: With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs, ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's track X.com, Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. learn to ride your sport bike the way it was meant to be ridden with track addicts track days with the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces it must breathe well be lightweight and protective yet still durable Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 ProFit Advanced Ventilation Jersey and Premium Race Glove, and you have Generation Next racewear built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike. For more information, visit flyracing.com. It's much more than a piston company. Wiseco now offers a
0: full line of quality performance products, including forged pistons, precision forged clutch baskets and hubs, crankshafts, camshafts, forged connecting rods and valves. At Wiseco, we offer accessories for just about any motorcycle, ATV, snowmobile, personal watercraft, outboard marine engine, or automobile on the market today. After 70 years in the business, Wiseco has established a great reputation as a brand that can be trusted to deliver high-quality performance products for power sports, enthusiasts and professionals wiseco america's motor racing talk show pit pass motor racing weekly comes your way each sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on des moines sports station 1460 kxno
2: 1460 KXNO.
1: If you're passionate about riding motorcycles both off-road and on, check out the full line of Yamaha Dual Sports at Hickland Power Sports. The Yamaha TW200 features Yamaha's famous reliability, electric start, an ultra-low seat, and comfortable fat tires, making it one of the industry's simplest to ride motorcycles. The Yamaha XT250 offers the same ultra-dependable, user-friendly performance, but in a more versatile, powerful, and lighter weight package. And for riders who like to take their fun off-road more and on there's the high performance enduro derived Yamaha WR250R featuring long travel suspension and advanced high end design. Whatever your budget or riding style, Yamaha has a dual sport model that's right for you. For more, visit yamahamotorsports.com today. Then visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes to see the new 2017 models from Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal. And dangerous. The point is good. Drink Swell Vodka, proudly and carefully distilled and filtered in Iowa. Like Swell
0: Vodka on Facebook. Find Swell at fine stores that sell spirits.
4: Chris Ulrich, you're listening to
0: Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back to the show. It is Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Scott Casper, Tony Wink in the studio. We're going to uh, catch up, continue our conversation with Jared Meese. He's uh, going to be joining us uh, for this very special portion of the show I like to do every year. Uh, Coming up for most parts of the country is uh, the great state fairs and county fairs. You're going to be uh, lighting up the midways, the grandstands, and of course, all the uh, great music opportunities. And, Tony. you and I do the fair like nobody else's business. We do radio shows out there, and I'm thinking we need to, you know, we need to start putting this show together because I want to do a, a remembrance show going back with a bunch of old flat trackers. What do you think of that?
2: I have up to my game, my state fair game. I I have a camper there on on premise, better than on premise because instead of having to walk up that giant hill, uh-huh. to, I'm across the street on. Right on, Dean. So maybe we could put some, seven.
0: maybe we could put some music stars in there with you and just do a radio show up in there. What do you think about that? Yeah, yeah, we could do I that. Know, the, one of the great things they do at the fair, well, and Jared, do you ever go to an auction, Jared? Yeah,
4: I've
0: been to a couple of auctions. Oh, I, I like auctions because there's a certain kind of a certain kind of mystery of how the auctioneer does what he does well tony does a pretty good job of this song called the auctioneer by mr leroy van dyke country music superstar hall of famer
2: my dad used to sing that song to me when i was a kid and was just one give of my me a favorite.
0: little bit of the auction part not the big lead just a little bit of the auction part
2: uh 25 bid and 30 bid now five that, that's all okay I got. that's all you got okay
0: that's all I got. um who's on line can we go let's go to uh, line 11 caller are you there yes that's uh, where are you calling us from say it again uh, where are you where do you live what part of the country uh missouri missouri you heard this the way he said it it's missouri not missouri okay
7: yeah people from missouri uh, <laughs> say missouri okay. uh, if they if they come from missouri and pronounce it missouri they're putting on
0: errors okay well we don't want that you can't have that no put them in clean clothes and march them out and <laughs> Let him look good at the fair. Uh, sir, it says here on the screen that you do a pretty good uh, rendition of the auctioneer's Can Do you want to go up against Tony?
7: Oh, well, I might try uh, maybe the opening or something. Okay, give us a little. I'm um, $600 down here, and I'm at 25 and at 35 35 and $40. We're $40, to $45 $40 to buy them there.
0: Now, hang on. <laughs> is, is this Leroy Van Dyke? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Tony, see what happened? Yeah. Jack, your mic's open. Are you, you got to talk to him first, as he called Yes, in. I did. All right. That's pretty cool. Leroy, you got a big show coming up at the fairs, uh, fair this year. Yeah, you and the Country have, Gold uh,
7: Tour. Uh, we, we've had the pleasure of, of working a lot of fairs, and one of the most notable fairs in the whole world is the Iowa State Fair. Mm-hmm. And we'll have the pleasure of coming back there again this year. I think it's on the Wednesday of during the, during the fair,
0: August fifteenth, to August be exact.
7: The fifteenth, I think.
0: Right, and it's Country Gold Tour. Country It'll
7: Gold be- Tour. Uh, country Gold Tour, of course, is a uh, classic country uh, show made up of people that have had million sellers or massive television exposure or in some cases it's so good you can't ignore them
0: right well, like mandy barnett
7: mandy barnett she is so good you can't ignore her Woo.
0: i don't know how many weeks and consecutive months she was on the ryman uh, at, the, at the ryman i should say as uh, i'm trying to think who she was playing
7: oh she had a very successful very successful run down there that's declined forever that's something it. like that
0: yeah just a and, tremendous and, uh, voice
7: gladys has put her on uh Many of our shows from Pennsylvania to Iowa to Florida, and she always
0: just tears them up. I remember being backstage with her and Jimmy Fortune and uh, T.G. Shepard and a bunch of others, but I remember just being absolutely stunned at the quality and clarity of her voice so much. So I called Gladys later on in the evening on our drive back to Des Moines. I said, "Uh, do me a favor. I said, next time you see her, just tell that girl she can sing. And Gladys (laughs) said, well, she's sitting right
2: here. (laughs) Yeah. Leroy, you're booking some other acts, aren't you? Your wife is? I I didn't hear that. You guys book some other acts besides yourselves? Oh,
7: yeah. Uh, Gladys... uh... All told, she's been doing the country gold tour shows for about 25 years, and she's used probably, to make up our shows, probably about 45 different performers. Uh, some of those have passed on now, but uh, uh, one of one of the great entertainers that she's had on the shows all over the country is T.G. Shepard, and he'll be with us at the Iowa State Fair again this year, along with Mandy Barnett.
0: Now, wasn't T.G. Uh, buddies with Elvis?
7: Yeah. I think uh I don't know the exact uh relationship, but I think he uh met him. I he he might have been a record promoter or something uh, uh and I think Elvis advised him to go ahead and record and get in get into it as a performer hmm. and not just as a record promoter. And uh, that's what he did. He became very successful. I think he had about 23 uh, number 1 records.
2: We have uh, also on the phone, we have Jared Meese, who's uh, one of the fastest motorcycle flat track racers in the world. And, uh, Jared, we were giggling about fair races and stuff like that, but uh, you like country music at all? Yeah, I get down with it a little bit. You <laughs> uh, uh, like old country? Any old country you you're a fan of? Yeah,
4: yeah, I like old country.
0: Let me tell you something about Leroy. This song, the Auctioneer's Song, was first recorded some sixty-one years ago. Tell him how you wrote the song. Where were you, Leroy?
7: I was living in a squad tent in Korea.
0: And Uh, who was sitting uh, next to you there when you were writing that song? Nobody. I thought somebody told me that Marilyn Monroe was there. Some?
7: No, uh, she wasn't there at that time. I was in Korea for a year and and driving up and down those roads in the Jeep. The the idea, the words, and the music for the song started coming to me. I don't know where it came from. It just came out of the air. (laughs) And I didn't do anything about it for a long time. Finally, after about the fourth time it started coming to me, I I thought, well, somebody's trying to tell me something. (laughs) So I went back to my tent and grabbed my big Chief tablet and my (laughs) <laughs> number two lead pencil and started writing it down. So that's that's where the song came from. It's a it's a true story about a second cousin of mine named Ray, Ray Sims.
0: He was an auctioneer.
7: He yes, he was. He's passed away now. He's been gone about uh, about three years, but he's widely accepted and evaluated as probably the best livestock auctioneer that ever walked.
0: Wow. Uh, wow. J- Jack you 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 have um not uh, the Auctioneer song, but can you play just a little bit of the other song? And, and before we let uh, Leroy go, we'll ask him to tell us about the time it spent on the chart. Let's hit it.
3: If I see you tomorrow On some street in town Pardon me if I don't say hello
0: all right that song obviously called just walk on by how many weeks did that spend uh on the charts
7: it stayed in the charts for 42 weeks
0: 42 weeks
7: uh, 19 of those weeks was at number one wow uh, you know you know the funny part of it is and it's not uncommon at all uh, back then we'd we'd release a record and Maybe one, one radio station would be playing one side of it, and another radio station would be playing the other side. and <laughs> You'd get a split record, and nobody got a hit record. <laughs> uh, and, and it started out that way. Wow. Uh, some of them were playing the other side. And I knew in my own mind as a performer that uh, Walk On By was the A-side, as we called it. Uh, and finally, they all got on it together, and it went right straight to number one.
0: Well, you've been somebody I've long admired, your television career, your your uh, recording career, radio career. It's just been amazing, and I'm so glad we're friends. Give Gladys a great big hug for me, and I look forward to seeing you guys at the Iowa State Fair with uh, with Mandy Barnett, T.G. Shepard, Gladys, of course, and you, sir, the host. And, my, and our
7: seven-piece band, headed up by our son, Ben.
0: Oh, he's good, too.
7: He's our lead guitar player, and I... I appreciate all your help, and it's always fun to have you around. We we have a lot
0: of good conversations. We surely do, my friend. God bless you. We'll talk to you uh, probably on the fourteenth as well, but we'll see you for sure August fifteenth at the Great Iowa State Fair. Yes, sir. Thank you. God bless you. You know, it's just that's quality people. That's quality people. And Jared, I know that. Um, that may not have been as exciting for you as talking about dirt bikes, <laughs> but I'll tell you what: the, the, the history of the Great Iowa State Fair and flat track racing out there. Last year, for example, our flat track special we had uh, uh, what Chris Carr, Jay Brings- uh, Springsteen, Scotty Parker, Henry Wiles, and uh, I'm trying to remember who that other special guest was. But perhaps, uh, perhaps we'll have you on this year, huh? Yeah, sounds good. Oh, Shalina shalina was on that show wasn't she
2: i don't remember Hmm.
0: well chris um, obviously is going to be working on that our uh, good friend and contributor chris bishop will be doing that for us down in uh, norlands but listen jared thank you very much for joining us in an extended version Uh, continued success make sure you spray those uh, gold medals with some kind of a clear paint so they don't uh, get all rusty and whatnot then they have a tendency to do that
4: I thought they were real
0: gold. <laughs> hey, do
2: you do you like you bite into them and do all that? I'm sure, he does a whole bit, you know.
4: <laughs> yeah, I gave him a, I gave him a good chomp, that's for sure.
0: Well, we appreciate awesome. you hanging on, man, and we'll look forward to uh, putting together that show. And perhaps you'll be able to uh, join us for that special. All right, guys, looking forward to it. You have a good one. You too, pal. Jared Mees, everybody. Second X Games gold in three attempts. And uh, doing so, in Minneapolis. Nice job there. Want to thank uh, Leroy Van Dyke and his beautiful wife Gladys. Just back from Iowa, believe it or not, as they crisscrossed the state, uh, running into a whole bunch of of bicycle riders, brides uh, ride out there in the highways and byways across Iowa.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna. We're gonna take a break, but uh, I'm uh, planning on riding on Thursday. Are you really? Yeah, got me a new bike from Hicklin. Powered bike? Uh, nope, it's just a pedal road bike, a KTM.
0: That is crazy talk. Back no, no. after this, stay tuned
8: hey this is Jeff Aaron 10 time trials champion zero cross racer. you're listening to pit pass radio
0: Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings, and the VRM300, it's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140, it's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new 4 model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's V-Rubber!
3: Hey, I'm Stuart Baylor. I'm a bad dude in the woods, and you're
0: listening to Pit Pass Radio. Well, that was fun. Hey, new show coming up this year at the Iowa State Fair. Sister Station going live 7 to 9 each night at the fair. Kind of a recap of the fair and uh, what's going to happen the next day, that type of thing. So it'll be a brand-new show. We haven't done a brand-new show like that in years so i'm not WHO? sure yeah WHO 1040
2: at the at the uh the crystal, crystal studio yeah crystal.
0: remember how they had the uh the crystal studio the windows actually uh wrapped so they wrapped the entire building like mm-hmm. you would a vehicle mm-hmm. well guess what hmm. they took the wrap off the glass and you can see back in the crystal studios now hmm. it's cool
2: that's good yeah did you know they have the polk county fair that just was going on here recently yep. at the iowa state fair yep that's that not know that
0: it plays like a second fiddle to the big one but sure. um, every community every county has their own county fair unless they've merged to counties or county seats but it's it's a neat deal because it gives kids an opportunity especially the 4-h kids to be able to march their animals uh, through the process before sure. the big fair
2: the Mississippi Valley Fair is getting ready to take off next week I believe and uh, I'm gonna be heading over there uh, in between going to Loretta's next week I'll be gone I'll be gone next week I'll Where are you going to go? Uh, Loretta's. Okay. But uh, also, I need to go over to the Mississippi Valley Fair and get ready to uh, just do a walkthrough for the Davenport race, which is coming up. It's it's 30 years this year, 30th anniversary for the vintage flat track race, vintage flat track motorcycle races in Davenport. So it's a big deal. John Parham, who's just recently passed a year or so ago, yep. um, he is uh, uh, the guy that founded this, uh, this event and then um, sold it to Matt George. Matt George ran that for – long time and now I'm I've taken it over and you know really it's it's a neat neat event we have board trackers we see guys that come over from Japan and Australia and and uh, it's it's a bigger deal than I realized when I got involved with it and people i mean this is that's
0: a big track too
2: it's a big half mile wow it's a half mile and it's a fast half mile we had a really good matt did a really good job with the track last year and everybody was you know high-fiving me because i'm the new guy that's running it that's right and and i just said thank you thank you but it was really matt that did all the
7: work (laughs) i
2: mean we did the you know the prep work We, we we were there helping him but when to put water on and when to not put water on and all those things matt really knows dirt so uh, I'm blessed to have him still be involved with that event, and uh, you're going to announce that we've got a, another guy that's going to announce with you, Kevin yep. Waters, who's who's uh, works in a different market in radio. Great, and uh, I think it's going to be a good a good event. Hopefully, we have good weather and, and uh, we have some good racing.
0: Hopefully, we'll have the whole hotel hotel situation uh, look more clear. Yeah, by yeah, we we'll work I on that there. now. Good thinking. Thanks for reminding me. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, coming up next uh, is hour number two of the program. Appreciate you listening to hour number one. Larry Little will be joining us, the Dirty Talker Danny Walker, and Ashton Yates, all scheduled in hour number two. I want to thank Jake Gagne, Jared Meese, and, of course, our very good friend Leroy Van Dyke. Stay tuned. Hour number two of the program is coming up next. This is Pit Pass. Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM 229 for hard pack supercross settings, and the VRM 300. It's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM 140. It's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM 308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new force. store model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM 340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT approved. Most of the tires are available in the new slow rebound tacky compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the tacky tires, the choice of Sherco off-road. Racers say when using a tacky, it's almost like cheating.
2: It's V-Rubber. Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the DeLeon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across central Iowa. The DeLeons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans and make your dreams a reality. Call the DeLeons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack DeLeon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946.
0: Fast Radio, America's weekly motorcycle talk show. I got me a date with some of the motocrosses up around the way. Your source for weekly updates on what's happening in the world of motorcycle racing.
1: you know how fast you are going?
0: Industry news, trends, the people involved.
1: I'm Ricky Carmichael. This is Kevin
0: Schwartz. This is Josh Timmons. This is Kelly Smith. This is Travis Latron. This is Jeremy McGrath. And now. Big Pants Radio. All right, welcome back. Cover number two of the big program now uh, on the air, as it were. This portion brought to you by our friends at Wiseco, Wiseco Performance Products, a full line of everything you want to be forged. Well, they make them all forged uh, pistons, clutch baskets, hubs, crankshafts connecting rods valves and a lot more motorcycles atvs snowmobiles pwc outboard marine and automobiles all can use products that is uh, that are manufactured by wiseco it's one name simply one solution it's wiseco look for them online at wiseco.com you
2: ever seen an outboard marine piston that's that's made to go a million miles or million hours it's the most ugly crazy looking piston you've ever seen really yeah it's really interesting that, if uh, you like looking at Pistons, well, I guess. I mean, who doesn't?
0: <laughs> you know, I get a whole box of them in my back of my car. Oh, me too. Get them actually, out I, sometimes.
2: I, I actually do. Uh, <laughs> big thanks to our first-hour guest, Jake Gagne, who's uh, down on World Superbike, and then Jared Meese, who just won the X Games, and then a uh, little surprise from Leroy Van Dyke, the nice. the uh, songwriter and singer of the Auctioneer song, one of my favorites. The Hall of Famer. Yeah, that's cool. Hour number two, up up uh, now, we're going to have Danny Walker on, the sweet talker who's the genuine broaster chicken honda team as well as american super camp owner road race factory uh ashton yates young ashton yates super uh, or a uh, road racer and then uh larry little who's uh, i believe it's their sixth year with the aim expo who's they've really uh, built a nice show and they're moving to las vegas so we're going to talk to him about that
0: yeah let's bring him on right now you're listening to pit pass larry how are you
8: fantastic how are you guys doing this evening
0: well you know we just had the great leroy van dyke on singing and tony trying to match him in the auctioneer song and quite frankly leroy's better at singing that song than uh, than tony <laughs>
8: yeah well i was able to catch a little of that segment and you're right
0: <laughs> <laughs> thanks pal
2: and you that's know, all the time we have for you larry have a good night you know they, they, they <laughs> use
0: that song they use that song on the uh, um um some sandwich commercial. What? What? Uh, what's the name of that sandwich company?
2: Subway? Subway. I, I'm yeah. guessing.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. But anyway, ah. uh, enough about wow. that. Larry, um, uh, talk to us about this move. I mean, you've been in this industry for decades and decades, serving as vice president and publisher of Cycle World for 25 years. Uh, and I think you started there, what, in the late 70s? Yeah, I
8: started there. No, I started there. I worked at Cycle News until... Uh, 79, and I worked at Motorcyclist Magazine until 81, then I went over to Cycle World and, and okay. was there until I left in 2010 and started working on this project uh, to create a new combined trade and consumer show for the American market, which we never had here before. We've either had only a trade or only consumer show, so it was qu- quite a fun project to, to work on right from the very start, and uh, as you mentioned, we're headed into our sixth year so it's uh, we got over the five-year hump and into the sixth year. So we're we're very pleased and we're really pleased to be taking the show to Las Vegas for a lot of different reasons. Uh, not 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 which that it's our first opportunity to be out west, as it were, and and get a chance for some of the folks out west to attend the show.
0: Now I've worked in a lot of buildings in Vegas as an announcer over the years. Where will this uh, uh, majority of this be held? So
8: the show uh, footprint will be in the Mandalay Bay Convention Center in the Bayside rooms, okay. uh, D, D, E, and F. So that's where we are. We're taking about half of that giant Bayside. We're taking about not not quite five hundred thousand square feet. So, yeah, but, <laughs> you know when we have when you have I think we have at last count I think we've yeah, got almost twenty five different OEMs, vehicle manufacturers there, and they just take up a lot of bulk space, you know, with Honda and Kawasaki, Yamaha, Suzuki and Harley and Indian and all those. And, and, and some of the, you know, lesser knowns that produce a lot of the side-by-side product as well. So it's, it takes, it requires a lot of space. But uh, we're really excited about the prospect of Las Vegas because when we looked at the calendar, when we were looking for dates for Las Vegas in the fall, uh, we looked and saw that, you know, Monster Energy Cup had traditionally been the second Saturday of October, and so we were able to secure dates around around that time, and then we were able to confirm with Feld Entertainment that they were going to produce the Monster Energy Cup uh, show this year. And so we, we not only were able to plop down dates next to them, uh, but we actually talked to the promoters of the Las Vegas Bike Fest, which is an 18-year-old consumer v-twin show that's been in town uh and is downtown uh down on on frontier street down there right? and get them to move their dates one week later so they could also coincide with aim expo so we've basically created power sports industry week in las vegas
0: that's awesome
8: yeah yeah it is awesome and the other and the final thing we were able to do is i think uh the ride for kids charity ride which is near and dear to my heart because i've served on the pediatric brain tumor foundations board for 15 years we got them to move their date about one weekend i think uh, earlier than they traditionally would have been uh so they're going to have their ride on sunday of the show and start at uh, south point and take an hour ride through red rock and all the cool places up there and end up at aim expo so we got all these things coming together and there's more stuff we're working on too that will be part of power sports industry week but what's really cool is that uh we're going to get our proclamation from the city, I think, in a couple of weeks. The official proclamation that uh, that week's going to be declared Power Sports Industry Week in Los Angeles. Oh, States. that's neat. We're, yeah, we're really pleased with that. And the city has been great to work with. So, I mean, it's they're they a convention town. They understand sure. what's important. And so they've been very, very helpful. Do you know the,
0: the the name of the gentleman with facilities. the CVB that, you wor- that you're that you working with?
8: Uh, I don't. No, I don't. have okay. off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a blank that, on
0: that, it, too. But a, they're really neat staff.
8: Yeah, my our show, our show director really works more closely with the CVB than I do. Okay, but it's uh, uh, I've been over there and met their group, but I, I, yeah, I couldn't pick them out of a crowd. To mm. be honest,
2: <laughs> you know, the, the tough thing has been for in the years past for those of us that work in the industry is is uh, we all have to go to Florida when the race is going on in Vegas, or we have to choose. So this is uh, this is pretty cool.
8: Yeah. Oh, exactly, exactly. And that, you know, it Feld has been great to work with. We've actually got a section, uh, they've carved out a section of the stands for, for the industry, for industry seating. Uh, you can buy a ticket to sit in the industry section. So cool. they've been really, really helpful. And I, I, I did hear one ops guy had a conversation with the Feld folks that, uh, last week, and it sounds like they're going to be running shuttles from AIM Expo uh, over to uh, the stadium at UNLV uh for the race so we'll have you won't have to worry about going over there and parking. you'll be able to get a shuttle
2: over that's there. that's a big deal because it's a pain in the butt yeah at, at yes. sam boyd <laughs> one one night i was
0: working at uh thomas mac okay and you know yep. how all the buildings there look like they're really really close yeah <laughs> so i was announcing a fight i go to my dressing room change out of my tux i got it over my shoulder and i walk out the door and i could hear it click So I knew I was locked now, locked out of the building, and not a taxi cab anywhere. No Uber, no taxi cab. I had to walk all the way back over to the pyramid. And, uh, man, I tell you what, like I said, the buildings look close, but they're not. And, man, were my dogs killing me.
8: Woof. We've all done that once in Vegas.
0: Once I've, I've done it. I've done it. <laughs>
8: <laughs> Not once. that far we can walk, right? Uh, and, uh, guess what? Not.
0: And it's a lot hotter at that. It. It's still, you know, like at midnight, I was sweating bullets.
8: Oh yeah, oh yeah. We should have pretty good. You know, October is, is kind of the month where it breaks, and and it should be it should be pretty nice for riding out there. And that's actually one of the other cool things we're telling people is you know, come to the show. You know, go to go to the bike fest. Go to the race but you know take some time if you're in town and you've never been there before to get out and, and to the spots away from the strip right. you know red rock up in the hills or you know down go down and see the hoover dam if you've never hoover dam if you've never seen it because that's quite a spectacle it
0: is <laughs> and, amazing
8: but, but there's there's all kinds of stuff if you have time to rent rent a bike if you fly in there's a you know there's a good eagle Rider location there and i think uh, eurosport who's the because all the European brands in town has has bikes to rent as well. So there's there's a lot of opportunities when you come into town, not just to go to the casino. And- Larry, I'm going
2: gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something. I really, and I've said this on the show probably a lot, but I really wish Eric Perinard would bring back the U.S. Open inside the MGM Grand because I'm telling you, it was so cool to be able to take an elevator to the track. And you stay right oh, yeah. there. Man, I'm telling you, any kind of an event and, and – you know, they've done the mini moto there, they've done the, the uh the US or the uh uh Enduro Cross there and they've done Arena Cross at New Orleans Arena and all that. Nothing compared to the US Open. It was the coolest Yeah. Neatest yeah. event ever. And I I really wish uh um you know, I just I wish that uh something like that would come back because Sam Boyd, we're talking about parking and you know, oh, yeah. it's 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 cool yeah. that you got a place notched out for for everybody that's going to the show, industry seating and stuff like that. But that's a big outdoor. You know, the the U.S. Open was sold out every time.
8: Well, I'll tell you a story about the U.S. Open. It's pretty great, it's a very short one. It's the place where I heard the most spectacular Star Spangled Banner national anthem sung that I've ever heard to that day and since It was Lyle Lovett, oh, by him by himself with his cello player. It's
2: mm, awesome,
8: and it was. Stunning. I mean, it was like, the, you could have heard a pin drop. It
2: this was, was at the fun. race?
8: It, this was at the race. I forget what year it was.
2: I don't remember that. You know, I that went the, to all of them.
8: Second, it was like the second or third year. I can't remember.
2: So what year was it? What year was the first year they had that? Was it 90? 90...
8: Oh, boy. Now you're pressing. Six, this. seven, <laughs> I nine? I don't know. I don't know. So
2: I drove, I live in Des it Moines, Iowa.
8: That, remember the year that the the ball dropped? And I think it was supposed to be Jeremy that... Came out of it, it was actually Jimmy Lewis that was in the ball because he worked for us at Cycle World at the time. So he was in the ball, but the lights went, you know, the ball came down, the lights went out, and then all of a sudden McGrath like wheelied away. It was, but it wasn't McGrath in the ball. I think that was like the second or third year as well. And then, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I hear you. I mean, but, you know, what we're trying to do is just package a whole bunch of things sure. together that makes it easy for. Yeah, it's gives, awesome. More, gives, gives people more incentive to come to town, whether they're a dealer, you know, going to the trade portion of the show or. You know, consumer coming in to see to see America's big show because that's really what Expo's turned into. It's there's nothing else like it where all the I mean, we got we're going to have probably 450 total exhibitors, and there's as I said before, you know, 25 maybe 30 vehicle manufacturers OEMs, and that means all the rest of these exhibitors are people that have products or services for the for the industry and and the the aftermarket, and you get these little companies with this product that they're just launching that you haven't seen before, and right. you get to talk to the people that develop it face-to-face, and you just you just don't get that anywhere else, and that's what's really cool about
0: AIM Expo. My Lyle Lovett story goes a little something like this. He was dating and going to marry this girl, that, and her dad was somebody I knew from the music industry out of Nashville, and I said, well, he's going to be playing here at, at Hilton, Col- um, Hilton Coliseum and no it wasn't coliseum yeah it was anyway so i get this phone call and it's lyle Lovett, and he says (laughs) would you like to come see the show i said i'd love to come see the show he kept calling me mr casper okay he's a very polite southern boy out of of texas but uh dude he could sing so i went to the show with my wife went backstage into the green room met him afterwards he said oh i'm so glad to be able to meet you face to face and i'm thinking you're freaking Lyle <laughs> Levitt. That guy can sing.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. Amazing. He's a big race fan.
8: He is. He is such. He is such an enthusiast of motorcycles. You know, he raced motocross when he was a kid. It was a big thing he did with his dad. I've ridden in Baja with him a few times back 20 years ago now. Uh, and whenever he's around, you know, he he always sends you a note. Are you coming to the show? You know. And so I mean, it's in fact, my daughter who is in uh, Charlotte just. You know, she just sent me a note saying, hey, do you think we, you could talk to Lyle and so see if we could get tickets to the show? And so my wife sent Lyle a note, and he's like, oh, my God, I haven't seen her in so long since she was a kid. Now she's all grown up with her own kid. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> he's such, as you said, a gentleman. Yeah. And you know, he's he, he follows all – I mean, he's a he's a fiend on social media, and he reads every because they're always on the road. So he's got lots of time to read social media. So he's always, like, liking stuff or replying to stuff. In the moto, in the moto world, I mean, if you if you pay attention, we got to get him on the show. The, yeah, okay. I think it would be really cool if you could because he's he is such a wonderful man. Yep. and you know he just he just became a father. Oh, I think it's just a year ago in June. So with twins, and so I mean, it's he's very blessed. And he, you know, he bought so his
0: cool. childhood home and and moved it to next to his house. Next door to his house for his yeah, folks. Right. Yeah, that's why.
8: Yeah, he's 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 really he's a real gentleman. Yeah, it's serious. He's he's just a he's just lovely to be around. I tell you what, Good. I wish we could get him to Vegas.
0: Well, there's there's still time.
8: <laughs> there's still time. There's still time. We'll check his schedule. You bring him, Training I'll bring the neighborhood.
0: You bring him, I'll bring Leroy Van Dyke. How about there that? we
8: go? <laughs> that'd be that'd be quite that'd be quite the duo. I
0: bet, I bet they've worked together. I the, yeah, I would yeah. be surprised. All right, let's Surprise. go back to Tony. Tony?
2: Uh, what's the future of AIM Expo? I think you're – obviously you're on the right track, and it's neat what you've done in Vegas. And, and, and for the – you know, not for like WiseCo or any of those people, but Florida was a long ways away from there too. But uh, for the most part, a lot of the industry is in Southern California, so it's just a two-, three-hour drive to go to Vegas, and it makes sense. Outside of that, though, what, uh, what is the future of AIM Expo?
8: Well, we're holding dates in Colum- – going back to Columbus again next year. Uh, and because it's just it's so much more convenient for the industry's trade. You know, the the motorcycle dealers, there's so many more of them on the East Coast. I mean, we did the study before we moved there, and basically 41% of all the dealers in the U.S. are within 500 miles of Columbus. So, But we never got a lot of West Coast dealers, and so that was the rationale to come to the West Coast is to try and get some of those dealers. And, you know, what's really good for us this year is we have, for the first time, we've got both Parts Unlimited and Tucker, in the show and they're going to be helping promote to, to the dealers to get them to the show and that's really that's really key but going you know it's not uncommon for shows to move around and you know we're we're, we're we're we have dates in columbus next year and that's that's probably in all likelihood where we're going to end up uh you know in that october time late september early october time frame and like i said we're we'll be looking to Figure out if there's ways we can package other stuff, you know, locally that would make sense uh, from an industry perspective.
2: Well, it beats the heck out of Indianapolis on Valentine's Day weekend.
8: True, true.
2: <laughs> That's, uh, that show sucked.
8: There, we all went there many times. Oh dude. man, <laughs>
2: it got old, didn't it?
8: Yeah, yeah, it did.
2: I and mean, obviously, but, it,
8: you know, but it's interesting because you know, and and, and we're we've done some research just to see, you know, it it. it I'll be honest. It looks, you know, when we did research for when to place this show on the calendar, uh, I think people had that attitude. They were so over, you know, going to India over Valentine's Day weekend, and you know, we got it. Yeah, we don't want any other time but that. We want someplace that's warm, so we went to Florida in the in, in the fall. Totally changed it up, and it's been good. But you know, quite honestly, we have higher aspirations for the dealers. So we've done some research, and I'll be I'll be honest. It looks like. When the dealers these days because i think the dealers have all downsized their staffs as you know and for them to get out of the store is a bigger deal and you know when it's the slowest is in the wintertime for most of these guys so we're we're you know down the road we're looking at alternate uh, opportunities for amex but nothing's nothing's set yet we're just still in the, the information gathering stage but for sure you know next fall it looks like columbus
0: I got to tell you, this has been around the corner. We just uh, Lyle Levitt and I are now friends on on Twitter. But well, that did take long. Yep. And um, uh, we'll see if we can't get a book done to the show here in coming weeks. We put Chris on on that task, and I think he's probably up for it. But uh, <laughs> let's get in the website where they can find you online. Should they have more information, let's just remind them how to be in touch.
8: The easiest way, yeah. to get to our website because Aim Expo is kind of a odd name and our our real website is aimexpousa.com but we also have motoshowtickets.com
5: ooh so m o t o
8: t i c k e t s . a show com motoshowtickets.com all right buddy so I, I spelled it wrong but it's motoshowtickets.com <laughs> so but that'll take you right to our website and you can get you can go online and t- you know if you buy a ticket online it's $2 Less than the at at the door price, and if you follow us on social, any of the social channels, which were you know Aim Expo, you can look us and find us on Insta and Twitter and, and Facebook. We'll be running promotions before the show for even greater greater opportunities. So,
0: well, good job out of you, Larry. Buddy in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? Tell your daughter what you said hey too, okay?
8: I will. There we go. Do that.
0: Ash- right, it's guys. Ashley, right? Ashley.
8: Yeah. Ashley and her son Ben is the JGR mechanic for uh, Justin Bogle.
0: Love that guy. You know, Bogle is, is, I think, well, I say this about a lot of guests. But He's got
2: a lot of good starts. Yeah. I wish he could put it together. I wish he could cross uh, yeah, our
0: fingers.
8: He keep, keep free of the inj- injuries, for sure.
0: Sure. So.
2: All right, coming up next, uh, Danny
0: Walker is going to be joining us, the uh, manager of the Genuine Broaster Chicken Honda team, and he'll fill us in on what's going on with him, his uh, riders, and, of course, his work with the Marine Corps. Stay tuned, it's Pit Pass. This is John Hopkins,
6: and you're listening to Pit Pass Radio.
0: Hey everybody, it's Scott Casper from Pit Pass Radio. V-Rubber offers a whole range of performance motocross and off-road tires, starting with the VRM229 for hard pack supercross settings, and the VRM300, it's designed for intermediate soil conditions. The most popular tire is the VRM140, it's designed for soft to intermediate environments. All knob tires are available in the most popular motocross and off-road sizes as well. The VRM308R Trials is the perfect choice for real technical conditions, and it's now available in a new 4 road model for racing or recreation riding big four strokes. The newest addition is the V-Line Do-All VRM340, a heavy-duty off-road tire that is DOT-approved. Most of the tires are available in the new Slow Rebound Tacky Compound for extremely technical environments. It's V-Rubber and the Tacky Tires, the choice of Sherco Off-Road. Racers say when using a Tacky, it's almost like cheating. It's (laughs) V-Rubber!
1: With no speed limits, no tickets, and no left-turning minivans, Track Addicts Track Days allows you to experience the performance of your sport bike in a safe and fun environment. Track Addicts Track Days offers a variety of programs ranging from their new rider school to their advanced group sessions for experienced track riders. Get all the details at trackaddicts.com. That's X.com, Or call Ducati Omaha at 402-408-4400. Learn to ride your sport bike the way it was Meant to be ridden with Track Addicts Track Days.
0: It's a fact. The best you've ridden is the best you know. Until you've ridden Race Tech suspension, you haven't experienced the best suspension possible. Racetech is the science of suspension for ATV and UTVs, motocross, freestyle, and stunning off-road, supermoto, road race, sport bikes, cruisers, touring, and vintage bikes, as well as adventure riding. With gold valve kits to upgrade your stock forks and shocks and our G3S Custom Series shocks, You, too, can have the Racetech suspension advantage, and it's all made in the USA. For more information about Racetech products and applications, visit our website at Racetech.com.
2: America's Motor Racing Talk Show, Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, comes your way each Sunday morning from 8 to 10, right here on Des Moines Sports Station 1460 KXNO. This is 1460 KXNO.
0: Passionate about riding motorcycles, off-road and on? Well, visit Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa, and see the full line of 2017 Yamaha Dual Sports. From the simple-to-ride electric start TW200 to the nimble lightweight XT250 to the racing-derived performance of the WR250R, Yamaha has your ride. Visit Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes, Iowa, today. Yamaha, the first name in dual sports. Hicklin Power Sports in Grimes. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long sleeves, long pants, gloves, and boots. Don't drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous.
2: Don't wait another minute for that new dream home you've always wanted. I'm Tony Wink for Jack Daly on Construction. For 66 years, the DeLeon family has been building custom homes, existing home remodeling, and adding on for customers across Central Iowa. The DeLeons will offer you one-on-one attention that the big builders simply can't. They'll walk you through the process so you'll get the home that you want. Jack works well with your plans or can show you from his library of over 1,200 house plans and make your dreams a reality. Call the DeLeons at 515-321-5225. Tell them you heard about them on Pit Pass Radio and receive 5% off the price. Jack DeLeon Construction, serving Iowa since 1946.
5: Hey,
6: this is Slammin' Sammy Halbert of Halbert Brothers Racing, a flat track racer,
5: and you're
0: listening to Pit Pass Radio. All right, so at one point, Tony, you were doing thrill shows and whatnot. <laughs> when they asked you if you would do a wheelie around the track, was it a bet or was it part of the show?
2: Yeah, both. Um, so I, it was in uh, the Red Mile in Lexington.
0: Lexington, Kentucky.
2: Is that where they build the Toyota Camrys?
0: It is now. Corollas or yeah. something
2: like that. Yeah, so that's where we were. The show is sponsored by Toyota, and we uh, the the I told them I could wheelie around this whole track, and they said, "and it's trickier than it sounds." Because I had so I he said it can't take forever, so I couldn't do like a real slow wheelie. I had to, so I I went really fast. I went all the way through the gears. This is on a Suzuki RM250 in 1996, I think. Okay, and <clears throat> I I mean I could drag the rear wheel. Or the, the rear fender, just drag it all the way across. But so I would have to slow down and and downshift. So you'd have to bring it pat, b- back past the balance point. So you're looping out basically, and that's when you're 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 uh, downshifting and stuff. So you can slow down, make the turn, then went right back through the gears, slow down, make the turn, and came back through the gears again. And I did it. It was one mile, and uh, I got a big bonus for it and everything. He said if you can do it, and I was squirrely at the end. And yeah. I was it was all but I almost hit like one of the trucks and stuff. I was wah <laughs> <laughs> It was fun though. I couldn't I couldn't do it now.
0: Danny Walker joins us. Danny, what's the furthest you've ever ridden a wheelie?
6: <laughs> he was squirrely at the beginning. I don't know what he was talking about. <laughs> Whatever, before.
2: dude. I may yeah. suck at flat track, but I can wheelie. <laughs> I I tell you what, Mr. Walker, <laughs> I won't challenge you on many things on a motorcycle, but I will challenge you to a wheelie contest any bike you want. T-
6: uh, I'm too old for that now, but I've learned. I, I don't do stuff <laughs> anymore.
2: <laughs> I get arm pump just from wheeling.
6: Exactly. I got too much ballast now. It just.
2: Oh, I over. got. I hear that. How <laughs> you doing, you man? Counterbalance. Yeah, I've got. I'm good.
6: We're uh, a little tired, but uh been a busy few months. Busy as heck. We're in San Diego. I just spent a good part of the afternoon on a tractor doing circles, getting our getting a track ready for a marine corps school down here at camp pendleton starting uh tomorrow morning for two days so i've been uh, been riding around in the tractor working my kidneys out for a bit bouncing those things around for a little bit and uh and then we were at utah last weekend so robbie peterson cam cam's dad and cam and jason uribe are two guys we jumped in our super camp rig and left there about to eight o'clock on sunday night and drove straight to san diego so we could get down here and get set up and do these uh, marine corps schools
2: you're, you're making them earn it aren't you
6: oh man dude yeah it's it's a tough one but we are staying it's on the beach and oceanside and we're going to go have a nice dinner here in a little bit after i get all of this dust and dirt out of some all kinds of crazy crevices i got going on here i got dirt everywhere so
2: that's pretty neat with the marine corps you're doing some some uh motorcycle safety training is that what you're doing
6: you know that we they found us a while ago, and then with the sequester deal and funding, it that kind of tapered off. But we've been doing a ton of uh, Marine Corps schools all over the country at Miramar down here in San Diego, and now Pendleton and and New River and uh, on the East Coast, and we'll be at uh, Quantico, their main base, in uh, August and September, uh, August actually, and we'll we'll do a couple of those. So they love our program because, uh, you know, they, they, for quite a while there, they were they were actually losing more servicemen and women out of the Marine Corps on motorcycles, on street bikes, than they were in the war. And uh, No kidding. The, yeah, yeah, and so they, they came up with some, they, they couldn't tell them to not ride, but they could require them if they rode on base, that they had to go through different levels of training and have certification for levels of training, and we're, we're one of the level three trainings with Pridmore and uh, YCRS, um, those guys. So um, they like our program because, when they get done crash you know, Tony, you know, when you crash uh crash one of our, our bikes for two days. When you get done you go, Hey, you know, maybe I don't need a Jixer thousand or a Busa <laughs> and you know, maybe these little dirt bikes are fun and I'm like, yeah, you know, a little Enduro thing to run around on the street and base and then you can just go blast off and anywhere you want. Those those are awesome. You don't have to have a you know, hundred and eighty horsepower thousand or twelve hundred cc crazy monster with no riding
5: experience. So
2: I just, still think Hayabusa are cool, man. I, I saw <laughs> one the other day I was I I was in a wedding and my three year old was the was the flower girl and I go, look Charlotte a Hayabusa and she looks, she's like, Daddy, a Hayabusa? <laughs> <laughs> I never even said that word to her before, you know?
6: You can't it's not a Hayabusa, it's
2: a boosa.
6: Boosa. I mean, yeah. Which they're really cool when you grow up on motorcycles like you have and you have all that riding experience. But when you're brand new and it's your first motorcycle you've ever bought in your entire life,
2: yeah,
3: usually work out very well.
2: Hey, uh, I am a big Honda fan. I'm, I'm sure everybody on the sh- that listens to the show regularly knows that, and uh, so is my kid. She's coming around. She she wanted to ride a Suzuki, she's and now coming she's around. now she's into Hondas. And uh, but but talk about that your relationship with Honda and how's everything going? Well, you know,
6: it's it's uh, two steps forward, one step back. You know, uh, two steps forward, one step back. Our bike. Uh, was really good at Laguna Seca, and uh, we felt pretty good, had a couple little goofy issues. Um, we showed up this weekend at Utah uh, with a second rider again, Jason Uribe, is riding our bike from last year, which just kind of got some standard electronics on it, but it, he's doing a great job, got his first top 10, so we're happy about that, his first superbike experience. Great kid, great family. Uh, Cam's getting, you can just watch Cam on our bike now, and you can just tell he's way more comfortable riding the thing. and. Scotty Jensen, our crew chief, is, you know, just pounding his head with uh, knowledge on the Morelli electronics. And we actually had the guy, uh, Vicente, that that flew over from uh, Italy and worked with us the whole weekend in Utah. Um, He actually designed all the software for the Ducati Morelli system for Davies and those guys back in the day and then did uh, this full system for MV Agusta for their World Superbikes. And we got the guy that knows the stuff. And even with that, him there over the weekend, we had, we had uh, a couple goofy things happen with that electronics that uh, didn't, didn't cause us any big issues, but didn't allow us to go further forward. And so every single, every single event, you know, we've taken pretty good steps. We didn't really take a, a step forward in, in this event uh, at Utah, but Cam still got eighth and still ran some pretty good lap times, and, you know, um, everybody loves riding a bike. Uh, we're not sure what's going to happen with our program for, for 2019. We hope with everything that we have and, you know, just getting our bike going now that, you know, we'll be able to continue. But you know, that's, that's all up in the air. So we'll see uh, see if we can make that happen or not.
2: The bike looks really good, I think, and, and uh the, the logo's cool and, and the way you've got it on the bottom of the fairing and and uh, the the Akropovich pipe.
6: <laughs> How pie. big do you think the Genuine Broaster Chicken logo though? You think it's big enough or do you think it needs to be bigger? You know,
2: if you could maybe like add some fairing, maybe like a like a touring fairing or something, then maybe you could get then maybe you could see it.
6: Uh, it's just an ongoing battle with Kirk Roy from from Genuine Broaster Chicken. Everything we do, the logo is not big enough it's got to be bigger it's, gotta be
2: <laughs> it's huge I'm
6: pretty, I'm pretty sure he wants i know it's huge and he wants uh, he wants you know all of us to get roasted chicken genuine roasted chicken tattoos but
2: uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah, yeah. maybe you right? should get like a chicken outfit.
6: For uh, no, Cam no, to wear. They don't even start. No, they, don't even start. There's the, they 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 have a chicken outfit. We haven't busted it out yet. We've done a lot of things.
2: But, <laughs> you uh, need no, me in the pits. pits. How big is it? Is it big? Yeah,
6: you'd look. Yeah, you look good. You'd look yeah. like a big old fried chicken in that. I thing. could be. a yeah, roasted chicken.
5: I mean,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for some side work. So uh, yeah, let me know if you if you need nice. a big fat chicken in the pits. I'm in. I'm your guy. And oh, I'm gonna. No. I'm assuming you're gonna have some chicken for me to eat, which would be. Oh, well,
6: We'll have chicken at Sonoma. We'll have uh, genuine roasted chicken, I think, at Pittsburgh. Uh, I don't know about New Jersey uh, or Barber, but I know we'll have it at Pittsburgh for sure. And Sonoma, coming up our next race, we'll have a Oh, and as soon as that one of their trucks shows up and starts, starts uh, getting the chicken ready to go, man, everybody comes out of the woodwork. Oh, yeah. Chicken done. How soon is that chicken done?
2: Oh, yeah. There's Great nothing race. better.
6: We even had the guys at Laguna Seca from Tencati. Uh, you know some of a bunch of those guys uh, last year. Hey, are we going to have chicken or what? And so <laughs> they had to bring the truck. They had to bring one of their distributors in with their their truck, and they had to do up a bunch of chicken for them one day so they could have they could have it. So, in all seriousness, our bike's getting really close to being uh, you know a front running, you know, in the hunt for a podium. It's just uh, everything just again has been kind of late and kind of slow, and and uh, development of electronics has been uh, you know has been we kind of mimic the Tenkati guys and they're doing the same thing right now. It's just a little bit of a process and we were just kind of behind it a little bit to start with. So, um, you know, hopefully we can continue that thing next year and, we feel like we'll have a pretty good package to be in the hunt for winning.
0: Chatting it up with Danny Walker, and apparently Broster gave us a big, big like for our recent photo of Cameron. Lots of uh, Broster plastered everywhere. Posting it again right now on Facebook is Chris Bishop. So hopefully that will allow us to sample some Broster chicken sometime.
6: Oh boy, that sounds like I'm going to have to do, go out and make sure that happens, aren't I?
0: <laughs> well, I, did, you know, you, you drive through Iowa every once in a while. Would, would it kill you to stop in Omaha and pick up some broaster chicken? No.
6: Yeah, that's. I'll, I'll look for sure, and I'll see if there's a if there's a a spot there in Des Moines, Iowa. I'll, yeah. I'll put a word out. See if we can get some over there to you guys. Love that stuff.
2: Mm. <laughs>
0: <awesome>. I'm starved.
2: <laughs> you. Uh, so you. Talk, go ahead. I just you say your school is, is it tomorrow. You guys. Tomorrow uh, morning
6: we got to be we got to be up at six and we got to be out there by seven. They'll they'll be those Marines, man. They love starting on early and the seven thirty start and and they'll be standing there waiting for us when we get there. And and it's really it's really awesome to do these. To everybody, even even uh, Chris Carr and as busy as his he is now with American Flat Track and uh, Josh Hayes and who's headed to Spain now or Italy to go ride at Valentino Rossi's. You know all those guys when I'm doing a marine corps school they're like man i I really want to do those i really want to do those because it's just it's great giving them back and and we've been getting a bunch of stories from those guys on you know helping them save their lives you know the guys coming coming back and and doing incident reports and saying hey american super camp saved my life on my street bike and i just you know can't thank you guys enough and it it's it's very rewarding and it's uh it's a lot of work (laughs) and and, oh you want to talk about hard-headed and oh (laughs) (laughs) Let these guys respond to our uh, our style of non-PC style of teaching. Like, dude, you just hit that cone. It's 20 push-ups. 20, is that all?
5: Okay, <laughs> 50.
6: Okay, sir. Thank you, sir.
2: <laughs> so they're not, not any, They're not giving the old, I can't do push-ups, but I'll do hip-hop abs?
6: No, they're not giving us any of those link stories <laughs> where I got a bad shoulder and I can't do push-ups, <laughs> but I'll do hip-hop abs. No, they're not giving us any of those stories. No, those guys, nah, there's no excuses
2: here. How is Carr, by the way?
6: Uh, you know, I just talked to him after that little thing that he had going on a while ago, and, <laughs> you know, he's still happy, and, and uh, you know, doing, putting in
2: 110%. Still employed, 100%. everything's great.
6: You know, I don't, you know, it wasn't something he he was really wanting to jump on. It took him a while to talk him into doing that, because he knew it was going to be a lot. And, you know, that guy doesn't do anything part way. Right. If you, if, you know, you're around Chris. There's no eighty percent on anything. It's either a hundred and ten percent wide open, or not at all. And you're gonna get you're gonna get a, whether you like it or not. You're gonna get a hundred and ten percent of Chris. You know, and and uh, I've just got the utmost respect for him because you know I do
2: too. I you know I'm a big fan of Chris yeah. Carr and and yeah and uh, you know and I've I've I'll probably see him at Peoria. Um, but, if uh i'm assuming i'm going to go again because it's so close but yep. i i took over that event that john parham started 30 years ago this year it'd be his 30th anniversary uh, in davenport it's a vintage flat track race and that's august 31st which is the friday of memorial weekend so right. i'll be about two hours from from uh, springfield so i'm we're gonna uh we're gonna park our camper we're gonna ride choppers over right. uh, over to uh, the mile and, and watch that and on Saturday morning. So I'm sure we'll be able to hang out with who, them. Who's getting the uh, John Parham award this year? I can't say that yet. Wow. <laughs> so we have, we, John Parham who had started JP cycles. He passed away a, a right. couple of years ago, Danny. And, and so we have the John Parham lifetime achievement award, which nice. he won. We gave, we gave him, him the first, the first one. And we, we Important. presented it to his wife Right. and uh, it was, it was a pretty emotional time for everybody. And, and so yeah. uh, we work with the museum and uh, the folks that run that there that, that John was so passionate about, and and uh, so this will be the second year we give out the award, and and that's uh, not it won't be announced until right before the event, so that so we can make sure they're there. <laughs> well, you're
6: picking a couple of good races to go to. Then I mean, if you're you know if you're going to go to a, any kind of American flat track race, going to Peoria or going yes. to Springfield Mile, is, yes, yes, or the ones that I tell people you you can't be a you can't call yourself a motorcycle racing enthusiast of any kind. I don't care what the sport is. Discipline is unless you've seen the Springfield Mile. You just you just you just can't count it as nah, you do yep, yep. You don't get your card.
2: Yep, pretty pretty special race, pretty cool, and we get yeah. to, you get the opportunity to see it twice.
6: Yeah, and we've been lucky now. They they kind of got a new arena over there. Um and they've they've let us back in cuz for a little while we we weren't able to get back in there, but they've got a new arena at Springfield. and We're there every Memorial Weekend now again, like we were in the past. The one that you came to was, I'm sure, was Memorial Weekend yep. around the around the TT and, and the mile. So we were just there and, and had, had a great time. So always a good time. We got a, a lot of folks that come down from Harley and a bunch of Harley Davidson employees and designers and CEO, you know, a bunch of people in there, executives that, that uh, now bring their wives and girlfriends and they all come down and do Super Camp. what That's cool. of races.
0: We'll give our best to the jarheads. Have fun with them.
6: <laughs> I will, for sure. <laughs> I'm not sure I'll, that's what I'll tell them. But
0: you know. <laughs> I spent two weeks on base, and I'll tell you what, I had so yeah. much fun with them. We did everything. We jumped out of helicopters, uh, oh, yeah. went up in the Ospreys. I mean, they had us on the firing range. Yeah. Uh, we saw so much cool stuff, and I got to hold one of uh, George Patton's uh, pearl-handled uh firearms General general oh, you wow i know general wow. i said uh, is this cool General?" he says as long as i'm on base he said it's mine <laughs> that's <laughs> cool <laughs> yeah that's it's-
6: awesome we're we're at the place that we do our school is our dig pit and it's literally right at the end of the flight line where they're you know all the all the apaches and all the helicopters and stuff are coming right ospreys are coming right over the top of us and you know all of us not being you know military are standing there like ooh, ah, ooh, cool ooh, what's that you know and all those guys
0: are like, yeah, it's just a helicopter. Okay, it's nothing. <laughs> top, top, uh, Top Gun. They filmed some of that there. Yeah. They at uh, the the volleyball pit is there in, in and the bar. The new one or the old one? The, the new one. The new
6: Top Gun or the old Top Gun?
0: No, the old Top Gun, the original, <laughs> the best Top Gun. There's a new one. Yes. Yeah. They ruin everything. To the danger zone. <laughs> <laughs> Danny <laughs> Walker, catch- give them the website. How can they catch up with you?
6: At www.americansupercamp.com, and we actually even have a road race school that we're doing at American Supercamp now, and it's uh, we've got one coming up July 30th. I've got uh, uh, Cameron Peterson, our superbike rider. i got Billy Etheridge, uh, multi-time we're a multi-time WERA national everything champion. I think he's won every WERA national championship there is. I've got uh, JD, Jiggy Dog Beach, is going to come ride with us as a guest instructor, and I think uh, Matthew Skoltz, one of the others, I don't know why I can't get rid of them, rid of them darn South Africans, but Matthew Skoltz, the Yamalub Race Racing uh, Superbike Riders, are all going to be there as my guest instructors. So I wow. got a couple spots open for that. Yeah. It's Tony, it's so fun. I
2: it's can
6: imagine. 250s, we got them all set up super low, super tight. Oh, Marks really? Upside down. We, our cart, the track we use in Colorado, is, is, is it's the funnest thing I do on a motorcycle now. You can drag your knee and and we don't care if you crash. I don't care, which would be good for you, you know. <laughs> good for you, Tony. You could crash a few times. You know, most of them road race schools you go to and you fall down once, and you're done. You come to American Super Camp. You know how it is. You don't fall down. You're not trying.
2: My, uh, <laughs> I've, I've crashed my 600 a few times.
6: I know. Pretty fun. I'm telling you.
0: <laughs>
2: Up against a hard break.
0: Uh, we'll do it again, Danny. Keep us posted what well, we can do to Thanks help time. you, okay? Appreciate it. It's just a fun interview. I tell you, the boy likes to talk. He's one of my favorites. Yep. No doubt. No doubt about it. All right, stand by. More of uh, Pit Pass on the other side of the break. We appreciate you listening. More with Casper and Wink. Big shout out to Eddie Kulin, Camp, Roman Avila, and PJ Duran. They've got the week off. Hopefully, some of them will be back
1: next week. We'll see. Stand by. This is Tomás Berta from uh,
9: G. Colombia, and you're on Pit Pass Radio.
1: With the tremendous amount of horsepower and torque created by modern dirt bikes, today's racewear must withstand tremendous forces. It must breathe well, be lightweight and protective, yet still durable. Fly Racing created its Evolution 2.0 racewear to fulfill these requirements. Evolution 2.0 features the industry's first BOA closure system race pant designed to provide custom comfort, smooth, even closure, no pressure points, and simple one-handed adjustment. Add to that the Evolution 2.0 profile advanced ventilation jersey and premium race glove and you have generation next racewear built to withstand the extreme conditions created by the modern dirt bike for more information visit flyracing.com
0: america's motor racing talk show pit pass motor racing weekly comes your way each sunday morning from 8 to 10 right here on des moines sports station 1460 O.
1: This is 1460 KXNO. The Yamaha YZF R3 sport bike at Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes is the most exciting and affordable way ever to join the exclusive world of Yamaha R-Series Superbike performance. It features a potent fuel-injected 321cc liquid-cooled parallel twin engine for great acceleration, a slim, lightweight chassis for sporty, agile handling, a low seat height to get both your feet firmly on the ground for added confidence, plus legendary Yamaha Superbike styling guaranteed to turn heads, all at a super value. No wonder Cycle World calls it a bargain, and RevZilla hails it the new king of the hill when it comes to entry-level, lightweight sport bikes. Visit Hicklin Power Sports and Grimes today to see the incredible Yamaha R3. And for more information, visit YamahaMotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, long-sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It's illegal and dangerous.
2: Hey, this is Jeremy
6: McGrath, and you're listening to Pit Pass Moto Racing Weekly.
0: Thanks for listening, Uh, Pip-Pass. I do want to thank Danny Walker. Great conversationalist, as always, but he's always busy. Dude is always on the go. And he's right about Chris Carr. Chris Carr don't give anything less than his best.
2: Like the honey badger. Chris Carr's like the honey badger. Honey badgers don't care. No, they don't care. He's just going to do it. That's right.
0: Yeah. All right. Introduction goes to you, Tony. Next uh, guest, Waiting in the Wings.
2: Who do we have? Oh, it's Ashton Yates. Yeah. And uh, he is... Second in Junior Cup points with three wins and two additional podiums. Also 13th in the Supersport points with one podium. He joins us now. Ashton, what's up, dude? How are you?
9: I'm great. How about you guys?
2: We're good. What's going on?
9: Uh, Nothing. just uh, got back home yesterday from uh, this past weekend at Utah.
0: Now, I noticed you said just Utah. Can you say the name of the entire Moto America race? <laughs>
9: Oh, uh, or the Moto America uh, races this past weekend at Utah Motorsports Campus. It was, it was actually a pretty good weekend compared to my weekend at Laguna. So.
0: I'm just, i am just got a tweet here. Anyway, we'll focus on our guest. No, so Moto America, is it Lick, Lick, Licky Molly Junior Cup race at Utah Motorsports Campus?
9: Uh, yes, sir.
0: Okay, I was... I'm just almost afraid to say because it look doesn't Molly, look yeah. it. Right. the Molly Junior yeah, it's Cup.
9: A, it's a mouthful.
0: <laughs> How long you been racing? Ashton? fill us in, and then we'll get into some of the harder questions.
9: Uh, yeah, I've been. I mean, racing since uh, I was like four or five. I've been riding motorcycles since I was about three. Um, my dad, you know, did it for a living, so I was always at the racetrack as a kid, and I pretty much grew up around bikes my whole life and uh, and that's what i'm doing now and uh enjoying
2: it so you're riding the junior cup and then you're riding super sport what's that like transitioning between the two different bikes over the course of a race weekend how do you ride each bike differently
9: um yeah i mean it's at first it was kind of uh, it was it was kind of hard to jump off from one bike to the other but i've done it so much now halfway through the season it's just been part of it. I mean, and both bikes, they're they're pretty different. Uh, I mean, you know, the, the 400 is definitely a lot slower. more about carrying corner speed and stuff than the 600 is. But, uh, I've kind of um, adapted to each one. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I figured it out pretty good. And, um, and the results are starting to show too. And, actually, going from the 400 to the 600 i've learned some things on the 400 that help me ride the 600 so. like what well just uh on the bigger bike sometimes it's harder to uh, make sure you carry enough corner speed so on uh when i get on the bigger bike i carry the corner speed and then when i go from the 600 to the 400 the 400 seems like a little xr 100 or something out there on the <laughs> <big bike. laughs>
2: right yeah i gotta believe your braking points are different though aren't they ashton
9: oh yeah definitely
2: how do you, I mean, how do you keep that straight? I mean, do you, do you, do you ever go into a corner and you're, I suppose, not on the 400, it feels like you're just crawling?
9: Yeah, usually I'll uh, usually my first practice is the weekend is on the 400. And uh, I'll go out there on that thing, kind of see how the track is, learn the track. Uh, and then I'll go out there on the 600. And, yeah, I'm definitely going a lot faster. I'll usually, like, blow a few turns. But uh,
2: uh, I get adapted to it after a few laps. Yeah, I, I have a lot of respect for you because I think that has – I don't – you know, a lot of riders probably wouldn't be able to do that, and I think it shows that you've got a lot of talent, and obviously you've had a very good mentor uh, your entire life. I'd say. but uh,
9: Absolutely.
2: <laughs> yeah. 48 points behind Junior Cup points leader Alex Dumas with six races to go. What do you what do you do? Do you continue to race the Junior Cup and Super Sport, or, or do you maybe focus on just the Junior Cup to make a run at the title?
9: Yeah, um, I'm still gonna. I mean, I'm I'm focused on the Junior Cup, and I'm still, I mean, pretty focused on the Super Sport, trying to um, uh, at least get a another podium or a few more podiums if I can. Uh, we actually changed or switched bikes uh, or switched our sixes halfway through the season now. I'm on, uh, one, uh, that's, uh, one of my dad's buddies that have been riding out here on the, or on the West coast. Uh, so we, so we can just fly out here and don't have to drive the truck out here and stuff. But I mean, it's a little bit different than my bike, but, uh, we're starting to figure it out. And then, yeah, Laguna and the junior cup, I was, if I would have won that race, I would have been in the points lead. But now, or after crashing, it kind of made made it hard for myself.
0: You're talking about yeah, the, your get off in June. What's that? Is that when you went down in June?
9: Oh yeah. Okay. Yes, sir.
0: Yeah, you yeah, still you're, you still landed on the pole though, didn't you?
9: Oh yeah, I did. Uh, actually, yeah, I, in qualifying, I, I took pole position, and then I fell the next lap. <laughs> And qualifying, uh, but yeah, I still took pole and uh, track record. That's and then, uh, and <laughs> <in> the race, and <laughs> the race. I actually, I mean, I was leading the race most of the race, and but I was having some shifting problems. I right? was like jumping out of gear every once in a while, and then there was a red flag, and that's when I fell. Was the first lap after the red flag after the restart? I fell on that lap, and it was kind of a weird fall on the 400 because. Usually I'd, I'll tuck the front or something, but it was more like the rear came around and I just spun around and uh, turned ten, I believe. That after rainy curve, there's a long right hander. Um, but yeah, it was uh, unfortunate.
2: We're talking with Ashton Yates, who's a very fast road racer, and obviously the son of uh, another very fat, fast road racer, Aaron Yates, one of our favorites. Um, Ashton, over the, the course of the weekends, the race weekends. Your dad is there. Does he does he provide a lot of advice and, and coaching and mentoring and that kind of thing? Or does he just kind of stand back and let you figure it out while he fetches his tires from the Dunlop tent? Uh,
9: <laughs> yeah, sometimes. I mean, he doesn't really like, – he just kind of likes to let me do my thing. And if I need any help or anything, uh, I'll ask him. And um, he helps me with, like, bike setup and stuff. But, I mean, he likes to see me just uh, figure it out on my own, and that's what I've been doing. So whenever I need his help, he'll help out.
2: It's <laughs> awesome.
0: What can you tell us about GP Tech that uh, listeners maybe uh, maybe they don't know because it wasn't... Um, uh, oh, GP Tech?
9: Yeah. Yeah, that's um, uh, Jeff Maloney's uh, uh, parts company. Yeah, he's... Uh, my main sponsor this year, he was last year also. Um he my dad and uh Jeff met back in I believe is uh two thousand twelve. My dad did the MotoGP G P wildcard on the uh Jeff's C R T bike and they actually qualified for um the MotoGP G P round at Indianapolis.
2: I remember that. Yeah. Oh, wow. And, uh,
0: remember? Yeah, we were we oh. were there. who who else was there with his two sticks he had broken his heels fell off the stage um part of slipknot
2: oh uh uh, yep part of slipknot can't can't remember sid wilson
0: yeah sid i I drink uh, cocktails with his mother sometimes how about that (laughs) that's (laughs) all okay It's a weird one. Okay, we're talking again with Ashton Yateson. And and we always bring this up because anytime you have somebody of that import to a sport, it's neat to see, sometimes anyway, how far the apple does fall or doesn't fall from the tree. You you follow me? Not everybody's great great just because their mom or dad was really good at it. In this case, you are proving out the idea that, uh, you know, you can be. And so uh moto or gp tech are they pretty much uh taking care of all your needs or or quite a bit of your needs
9: uh yeah i mean quite a bit of our um program this year uh i mean and just i mean he's like a friend or family to us i mean or an uncle to me we uh, visit him every once in a while and uh, i mean we've been spending a lot of time with him the past few years and yeah he's just about family so that's pretty cool yeah he yeah uh helps us with a lot of our stuff and we actually uh let's see have uh john glusky has also been helping us a lot this year with like my tires and stuff and that helps out a lot
0: talk to us about 2019 it literally is got to be something that's playing across your mind right now you know uh Racers have to plan ahead for success. Otherwise, they uh, sadly are going out with their hands out saying, hey, I could really use some some support. Well, we've already kind of invested all the money we we're going to invest in race teams. But what are your plans for 2019?
9: Honestly, we haven't really... I Me and my dad haven't really talked about it a whole lot. We, I definitely want to move forward and... uh Maybe, if I can, like, link up with the team next year on uh, Supersport or something. Uh, that's that's what I want to do, my next step.
0: So we're talking, like, 1,000 cc's?
9: Oh, uh, no, just uh, on a 600.
0: Okay, 600. Okay. What about a stock 1,000 class?
9: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I'd definitely be interested in doing something like that, too, if the opportunity came along. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of experience on a 1,000. I've only rode one once, but... I'm sure I'd go pretty decent, I guess, because I'm a bigger dude and lengthier, and I should be able to sit on the bike a little bit better, than I love the power. So.
0: How tall are you?
9: I'm um, 6'1". Well,
0: that's not incredibly tall, but still it's taller than most racers. You stand yeah. yourself next to Chris Carr or somebody like that, you're definitely going to be taller. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Everybody's taller next to Chris Carr. <laughs> the mighty, mighty.
9: in the... Um, and the look in the junior cup, I'm racing against all those little dudes, short guys, skinny kids that are, uh, yeah, like a lot smaller than I am. I'm bigger. I weigh at least for 30 pounds more than that. Um, wow. Alex Dumas, yeah.
0: Alex is uh, amazingly quick. I mean, you guys are always within split seconds of each other. Hey, listen. Good. Pardon me. What was that? No, my my producer's talking to the ear, and then their cell phones are going off, and there's texting and tweeting and all that. But who do you want to thank besides the sponsors you've mentioned so far? Uh, and we'll wrap up uh, your portion of the show.
9: Oh, yeah. Um, well, there's uh, Voltec Electric, also um, HJC Helmets and uh, Speedy On-Track Leathers. And uh, let's see. Uh, those are my most important sponsors, I guess you say. Uh, actually Laguna had Jeremy Toy and, um, uh, run my program there and that was pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, I rode his bike and, uh, I want to thank him for that for sure.
0: Everybody gets different opportunities at different times in their career, buddy. Good job out of you. Appreciate you jumping on the show. Best of luck. Tell your pop we said, Hey,
9: absolutely. Thanks guys.
0: There we go. Ashton Yates to the pits. All right, Tony, it's been a good one, just you and me, kind of like old times. So. Yeah,
2: man, it's, it's a good show. I appreciate it. There's a lot of racing coming up next week. We've got Washougal this weekend. We've got American Flat Track is headed to Sturgis. They have two dates there. Uh, I'll be at Loretta's next week. Yeah. So, so, all right
0: for Chris Bishop, Tommy Boy Haverson Jack and Leanne De Leon for PJ Duran, Roman Avila, Tony Wink, Eddie Coolen Camp. I'm Scott Casper speaking. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of. Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly. Have a good one, everybody.
8: May I have your attention, please?
7: Excuse me.
1: Are you listening to me?
7: Thank you. The preceding was an exclusive presentation of Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly,
8: a division of Pit Pass Radio LC. Any use of this copyrighted material without the express
0: written consent of Pit Pass Radio LC is strictly prohibited.
2: This is the story of the one.